Welcome to the call tonight. This is Ron. We're going to get started. I've got 7 o'clock, give or take, my time. First, let me uh, give instructions to the new folks on the call and to the old ones, for that matter. We have um, two types of folks on the call tonight. And by the way, this is the Gold Club monthly Q&A call. If you're on here for some other reason, this would not be the right call. You do not have to be a Gold Club member to be on here. However, you do have to be a member to participate in questions and answers and to submit property information sheets. So uh, I have a few of those tonight I'm going to go over. So if you are a member, then uh, let, me, let me rephrase that. If you are a member who has submitted a property information sheet, you should uh, be hitting star zero anytime soon now. And Rashawn, our operator tonight, will put you in the queue. And I'll take you guys in order that you came in and or if you got questions. So if, you, uh, if you've got a property information sheet, certainly get in the queue because I will not go over them if the person submitting them don't, isn't in the queue. And um, if you have just a questions and you're a Go Club member, hit star zero. Now, warning, if you hit star zero once and then hit it a second time, you have just taken yourself out of the queue. So must hit it a third time to get back in the queue. If you mute yourself anywhere along the line and you start talking and you don't know why you don't get an answer, it's because you need to unmute yourself for us to be able to hear you. Uh, if you're in the queue, you'll be in line, and Rashawn will put you in order, as I said. So if you're a member and you want a question, you've got to get hit star zero. If you have an information sheet, hit star zero. If, you have neither, if you're not a member, can't do either of those, but you can certainly listen and absorb and, of course, hopefully become a member by going to ronsgoldclub.com, ronsgoldclub.com, and signing up. Gosh, it's only $59 a month to be a member, and the benefits are just outrageous. I'm not even going to attempt to try to cover those tonight. <clears throat> but I do know there's well over 200 video lessons on there and all of my forms and agreements. And, in fact, I just did three sessions today, three lessons today, that will be posted within the next three weeks, the first one being this Friday afternoon. In fact, the first lesson was why I no longer assign contracts to owner-occupant buyers. So I gave you the alternative plan for that and five reasons why I don't do that. So that will be your lesson on, um, on Friday and then a couple more following. All right, with that said, let me give you a little bit about where I'm going to be in the coming month or so, and then we're going to get started. Remember, got to hit star uh, zero to get in. Let's see. We're in the month of October. Chicago Boot Camp starts uh, Wednesday. In fact, I'm heading there tomorrow. Got a great group of folks up there. Looks like we're going to have a couple of bus loads. I'll be speaking for Robin Thompson on the 25th in uh, in uh, her uh, convention in um, Orlando, Cala area. And then I'm back here for the Paper Power event at the end of the month which is the two-day event on the 29th and the 30th concerning paper that's attached to real estate, meaning mortgages and deeds of trust and judgments and liens and so forth. It's a powerful two-day event that um, most people don't really have a clue about all of the income available to them without even buying the property. But we do that event once a year to bring that to light. So if you have interest in that, get a hold of our office. And then in uh, November, business management is going to be on 4, 5, and 6 in Jacksonville. And i got to tell you guys, there won't be another one until uh, next fall. I'm only going to do one next year. So if you don't want to wait a year, you might want to consider getting in that as well. It uh, looks like I'm going to be in West Palm on the 8th. 
of November for a fast track workshop. And then um, actually going to be back here in Jacksonville on November the 15th and 16th doing a two-day seminar to replace two courses that I have right now. If you haven't heard about it already, it's called Terms, and it will be Control Without Ownership slash uh, Buying and Selling with Owner Financing combined into one two-day course. It will it will replace the Control Without Ownership course and the Pretty House, uh, the Green uh, Pretty House Cash Flow System. I'm putting them all in one place and creating a new course out of it. You guys are all invited to that. It's only 4.97 for that two-day event. And the good news is you can attend online because we are simulcasting it. And or you can come to Jacksonville. Come to Jacksonville. We'll screen your deals, call your deals, and make deals and set appointments for you while you're here. I want to do that during the class because that's what the class is about. And, that, and I think we need to get some of that on the course. So we're actually going to do that for the people who attend live. Same price whether you come live or whether you're uh, simulcasting. You'll get the manual either way. But uh, obviously live is a whole lot better if you can get it in your schedule. Uh, that's on the 15th and 16th. You will absolutely get emails on that. Should not have any problem finding out where to sign up for that if you're uh, of interest. Then the next week I'll be in Seattle doing the Seattle Boot Camp, um, followed by my actual followed by my um, my mastermind meeting with real estate group leaders around the country. I'm, I have a real mastermind group we call it. I've got um, a lot of the group leaders around the country that run your organizations. We all come together three times a year. And, and talk about how to grow your your groups, and that thing and that has happened actually right after my boot camp in uh, uh, Seattle in November, and that's where we're having our Seattle Salmon Summit. That's the cook-off for these members who all think they got a better salmon recipe than me, and I'm going to have to go show them what salmon is supposed to taste like, of course, and um, you know it's my it's my obligation as a teacher. So anyway, we have fun with that. Okay, uh, Rashawn, are you there, and do you have anyone in the queue yet? Uh, yes, our first question tonight comes from Mary Ann. Mary Ann, please go ahead. Mary Ann? Yes, Ron, this is Mary Ann from California. Mary Ann Nunez. Yes. Welcome back. All right, what can I do for you tonight? Well, okay, uh, for an owner finance deal, how long do you usually set up the balloon payment for? We are assuming when I'm buying? Let's say I, I have tenants in a property in Oklahoma, and I want to send them a letter and offer them. Then you're selling? Yes. Then okay. I would like, yeah. I don't, I don't do it that way. I, I say to the buyer, all right, well, we've got everything worked out except the term. How long do you think it's going to take you to get refinanced and get qualified out of this house? And then they come up with the answer, Marianne. And whatever they say is fine because it's certainly going to be less than five years. Oh, it will be. Usually it's around five or less? Uh, oh, if you let them speak and you don't speak first, mm -hmm. yeah, they'll, they'll tell you they don't need but a year or two or three. Yeah. Have they ever asked for the whole, if you have like 25 years left, do they ever ask for that whole 25 years? I don't know. I've never had anybody ask for it, not that it matters. Okay. You don't get it. They can ask me to give them the house free. That ain't going to help. Because <laughs> they're not getting it free. So uh, the, the message here for you and all of our listeners tonight is let the let them speak and let them tell you what they will do before you tell them what you must do. Okay. I, I never know the amount of the down payment. I never know the amount of the option deposit. 
nor do I even know the monthly rent or monthly payment. Until the buyer tells me what they can afford, and I like their answer, and I feel like they can actually pay it. And quite often, by shutting up and letting the market speak, they'll pay much more than you thought you were going to get. So in your case, uh, in fact, I want you to get this house sold because it's become your life project now. And, and, and now I'm not going to rest till you do because we talk about it on every call, don't we? Well, so get, this is, get this thing sold, girl. Uh, <clears throat> this is a different property. The one that we've been ha- I've been having trouble with is the one here in California. It's okay. Well, yeah. get the ads run with the owner financing or lease purchase, whichever one you're going to do, or both. Put the words no bank qualifying in it, and mm-hmm. then let the people call and tell you or tell your interactive voice recorder system or whoever you're going to get the answer to the phone what they have to put down and the most they can pay per month. And then you simply take it from there and follow up on the ones that have something to work with and see if you can make it work for them. Okay. Do I, do I only need an attorney to do a owner finance deal to close it? No, you need an attorney to do a lease purchase deal as well, but you don't need an attorney till you get a buyer. Well, I mean, if I had a buyer, we we don't. I don't need to go to an escrow company here in California, do I? I could just work with a atter- uh, real estate attorney. You were, you don't need an escrow company. You just need an attorney, correct? Okay, that's that's good. Yeah. And when you're selling with the owner financing or lease purchase, you're not buying title insurance. And right. I'm not sure about California, but uh, most states, if you don't buy title insurance, they can't legally close and do your documentation for you. Okay. And I think you said that you usually, when you set up a, a, a sale, you have the buyer pay most of the closing costs. Is that the same for the it owner? It depends on the type of the sale, Marianne. If I'm putting somebody in there, like on a lease option deal, they pay almost all the closing costs. But if you're selling uh, to a retail buyer who can qualify for a loan and you're cashing them out before they put you before you put them in the house, you're going to wind up paying a good chunk of the closing costs, if not all of them. And for owner finance with a balloon? They pay them all. They pay most of it? Okay. Yeah. That's all I need to know. Thank they, you. And they got years to come up with the money, don't they? Right. That's true. Okay. All right. Thank you, Brian. You're welcome. Okay. Rashawn, who's next? Okay. Our next question comes from Jim. Jim, please go ahead. Jim from where? Down in Orlando, right? Okay, I don't have a sheet on you here, do I? No. Nope. Or do I? I sent it in. To, uh, oh, I got it. Okay, I got you. Uh, so you okay. got a house on uh, Perlman. Yes, sir. Tell All me. right. Hello, right. brother. For the rest of you, I'm going to read these numbers, so hopefully you can write them down if you want to, because I have the luxury of looking at the property information sheet, and you don't. So he has got a property that's free and clear that the seller's asking price is 210000 uh, the seller thinks it's worth 200 and your comps, Jim, are about 180 or so in that ballpark, right? Yes, but sir. The seller has said that he would uh, in, uh, entertain seller financing, but it's a little three-bedroom, one-bath, 1,200-square-foot box, isn't it? Right. All right. Well, i got to tell you, it's not, um, not my favorite house. I can tell you, three bedroom, one baths are not going to be fun to sell, Jim. People want two baths nowadays. Not that I haven't done a lot of them. I've sold a lot of them. But, uh, so if you can give the market good terms on this, then then you you can probably work a deal out of it. But as far as I'm concerned, it's an axe deal. 
because the guy's asking full more. You know, you got to get him down on his price. And if you don't, I wouldn't do it. I, I wouldn't do it either. That's right. If I can't okay. get it for the 180, I don't want to do it. Yeah, even with owner financing. Even with owner financing. Yeah. But first, you need to verify that your comp is as high as you can find, and that you're that he's not more close to the R than you are. Well, I've done it several different ways, and uh, these are the most realistic figures that I could come up with. Well, I hear you, but when I hear that word realistic, then I have to wonder what conservative mind am I talking to, because the general habit is is to take the comps that you find, slash them to come up with a conservative R, which destroys all your numbers from there on down. If you can these find... Are recent Sales. These are recent sales, and they're only like two blocks away from where this. All right, sub- but do you have any recent sales in that subdivision that are higher than the 180 you've given me? Uh, they straddle it, and they're considerably higher. How much higher are the comps? Well, there's one that sold. It's a three-four, obviously much bigger. And that sold for two ninety-seven thousand. Well, that's not a comp. No, it isn't. I, I want then, some twelve hundred, give or take, square foot houses in this subdivision. Give me the highest two that have sold. Well, that's uh, not the other one was a three three, and I don't know how large it was. Well, you got to know the square footage. Okay. Since if you can get it, some areas you can't get it. Yours you can. Uh, probably was larger. Anyway, if you feel that you're right on on the R, then of course you got to get him down. Here's what I here's what I always ask the seller. To make put the burden on them goes like this, Mr. Seller. I, I I'm having trouble finding comps that come anywhere close to your uh, 210 that you're asking. Could you lead me some to some comps to substantiate that asking price? Mm-hmm. And then of course when he can't, then he'll start coming down. That's how I originally got him from 210 to 200 because he couldn't come up with. All right. So he said he'd take payments, but did you ask him? If he would, uh, what he wants per month, and if he wants anything down. Uh, I already told him I would not offer anything down on an option, and that I was working out the uh, the amount that I would give to him. Uh, I settled on an idea that I could pay him if he continues to uh, maintain uh, ownership of the property. Of course, gets the tax breaks, but the uh, pay him the. Uh, existing taxes and the homeowner's insurance plus uh, about uh, uh, $400 a month. Okay. All right. Well, listen, uh, you are giving me some lease option language, and yet my sheet says that you were talking about owner financing. So is this owner financing or not? Well, to me, I mean, uh, I didn't know exactly where to draw the line and what is the exact distinction between an option and the owner financing. A big distinction, Jim, big one. If you buy it with owner financing, you own it, man. It is your house, and then your land trust is going to issue a note and mortgage back to him for whatever you agree he's going to take. But you own the house, man, forever. Uh, Lease option, you don't. And then you got a guy here who said yes, he would take monthly payments for his equity, when it's, and it's free and clear. You want to stay fixed on owner financing because you would much rather own it. So you get this price down to 180, with nothing down, and $400 a month plus taxes and insurance, and now you got a workable deal. In fact, you got a good deal, even though you're paying retail price. The terms is what makes it a good deal 
because now you're going to put it back on the market, as is, incidentally. I don't care if it needs a roof or not, uh, as is, uh, just like it is. You're going to put it on there with owner financing or lease purchase and get at least ten or $15,000 down, and probably, my best guess, maybe $600 a month positive cash flow on the rent. Well, here, here, I don't know if this escaped your um, your purview, but the property is currently uh, rented and is about nine months to go on the lease. The lease is paying $1,200 a month. Perfect. So well, then just buy it, I, buy it with owner financing with nothing down and let the tenant ride it out and or go to the tenant and see if, you, if they want to buy it. That's exactly what my uh, exit strategy was. Correct. And if that don't work, just wait it out. It's not a big deal. you got a good positive cash flow while you're waiting. Right. And and um, if the tenant's got any money, you get it down if they want to buy. And if they don't want to buy, uh, then uh, just tell them that, uh, okay, well, I'll write out your lease for you then, but it will not be extended after the term is over, so you might want to be starting to look around. Uh, yeah, my my big concern was that the house is built in '47. You have your lead paint issues, uh, beside the three-one issue, um, and I was thinking that I would get him to get a uh, uh, warranty po- uh, insurance policy on. It's only 400 bucks, and that when I rewrote the lease for the existing tenant, that if there was a repair. Uh, they would pay the first $100. That way I'm covering my money. Jim, what? you're complicating a very simple deal. Okay. <laughs> what is your risk, man? Well, you that's can, right. well, there starts to be a roof leak or whatever. But you're if you're right. concerned about all that stuff, why don't you just check all that stuff out before you close? Okay. Which you should anyway, shouldn't you? Yeah, I'm fixing to go down and have a look-see at the property on Wednesday morning. All right, well, you do that. And if it does need work, then uh, obviously I wouldn't. Your 180 is assuming the property is in excellent condition. Right. If it, if it isn't, you just need to drive that thing down there, man, way down there. Because if it needs work, I would want to buy it way cheaper than uh, after a fair value on it, even with owner financing. Sure, got it. Okay, All great, right. Ron. Thank you. Hey, all you've got to do is offer some terms that make you sleep good at night, and if he takes them, fine, and if he don't, fine. He'll he'll take them sooner or later. I hear you on that one. Okay. Good luck with it. Thank you. You're welcome. All right, Rashawn, who's next? Okay, our next question comes from Pollyann. Pollyann, please go ahead. Pollyann from where? Minnesota. Minnesota. How's the weather up there? Uh, actually, it's nice this time of year in the high 50s, and so that's unusually warm. Yeah, all right. Well, good luck with that lasting very much longer. Oh, it's not going to. <laughs> Last chance for outside jobs. Um, say, Ron, I have a, a property information sheet that didn't uh, make it by fax, but I have a more pressing question first. Okay. Um, I g- bought a bank-owned property for 42.5. It's worth, I have a realtor um, working with me, and um, he said uh, the comps on it were about 145 Okay. But here's the thing. I took ownership, or it hasn't closed yet. It's going to close within the next 20, 30 days. But I wanted to do it in a land trust. So just because I had to get the paperwork all filled in. Um, a bank took, deal? Pardon, it, it was, yeah, bank deal. Yeah. They are not going to let you change that name on that contract. They aren't. Um, here's you can ask. I, I will ask. Here's yeah. what I did. I put it, uh, buying it in the name of my LLC, but I wanted to um, get some money transferred 
from my um, IRA to a self-directed Roth that I've opened yes. and then buy it within that. But then my question was, uh, would you refresh my memory yes. and your teachings on uh, if you take if the trustee is one of your LLCs? I got I got a lesson on that posted on your Gold Club site that isn't more than about a month old now. Yeah, I I went and I uh, I've reviewed that a couple of times and then I've got one of your CDs too. But how is this? How can you not have any kind of control or ownership if it's your LLC? It's not your LLC. It's your IRA's LLC. Okay. And you can't and you can't control that money or that self dealing. Right. Okay. So um, I uh, have to set up another LLC. Well, your IRA does. Oh, my IRA. Yeah, you're right. I, yeah. That's what I meant, but I just didn't say it right. My I have I set up a brand new LLC in my IRA, mm-hmm. and that's what I was okay. hoping I'd be able to do is um, when it comes time to, time to closing to say. I put on the paper I wanted to take ownership in my LLC, but I want to open up an IRA LLC. Well, you never know. It doesn't hurt to ask. If you just right. tell them you want, you're want buying in your IRA and you screwed up, they might let you go ahead and change it. Okay, well, that's what I'm hoping to do. All uh, right, but uh, for the sake of all of our other listeners tonight, let's catch them up, can we? It'll uh, help me, too, to explain well, it again. Good. All right. Well, what I suggested to you do, all of you, if you have an IRA, and if you don't have one, uh, we'll be through about 8. You can have one by 9 tonight by going on some, uh, any third-party administrator's site and filling out a form. You can open them up with 100 bucks or so. Uh, Equity Trust or Quest or American IRA or Advanta. God, there's a, there must be 20 of them out there now. I don't care who you use. But you get yourself a Roth IRA open if you don't have one, one for you and one for your spouse. Now, what you should do is form an LLC that is 100% owned by your IRA. and that, So you can just take about, I don't know, $1,000 out of your IRA and transfer it to your LLC and call it to open that LLC. It's an investment in that LLC. And so there you have the LLC now, and it has 1000 bucks in it. And that 1000 bucks will be what you will need to put up the earnest money deposit on any property that you intend for your IRA to own. So from that day forward, your LLC will be the beneficiary of the land trust that owns the houses. You take title in a land trust, one house, one trust. Now you make your, LLC, your, your IRA's LLC the beneficiary, but all the money now, goes in and out of the LLC, not your IRA, thus you don't have the pain in the ass of dealing with the administrator every time you want to make a payment or write, or have a check or a bill paid or whatever. So all your mortgage payments go in and out of your LLC as long as they're for IRA properties and then uh, all your other uh, expenses and your earnest monies and the like. So uh, as you just mentioned, you, you, the IRA owner, cannot manage that LLC because then you are controlling your IRA's money, even though it's a little indirectly. You, as far as I'm concerned, it's too close. And as far as the administrators I've talked to, it's also too close. You just need to get somebody that is not in your linear descent to manage the LLC. It's not that big a deal. It could be your brother or your sister or anybody you trust. Uh, I mean, remember, you technically control that LLC. You're still going to give the orders. You're just not going to be on any of the documents. And that means you can't write, you can't sign the checks for the LLC. Anybody you trust can. So um, 
by doing that, you save yourself an awful lot of grief, and you only need to send once a year a K-1, which is from the tax return for the LLC, to your IRA, and that's all they need once a year. So not, no more, here, I need this much money, no more pay this bill for me or whatever. It's all done out of the LLC, and the money can stay in that LLC as long as you want it to, as long as you do that annual accounting to, the, to your administrator so they can do the annual accounting to the government. So I either cleared that up or I just made a bigger mess where nobody has a clue what I just said. Right. So, so what our, other questions do you have there for me? Yeah, so our um, self-directed IRA administrator, we direct, let's see, we set, they will set up this um, LLC. No, they won't IRA. set it up, but they'll send the money okay, to the bank account for it to fund it. Okay, so I set up the LLC in my IRA, my self-directed IRA. Correct. You will have to get an, e, an LLC name, right. clear that with your state. They're going to want to know who the owners are, tell them the IRA, and they're going to want to know who the officers are, so you need that officer in place before you set the LLC up, whoever it's going to be. And, and that can't be in your linear descent either. That cannot be in your linear descent, correct. Okay. Once you get that done, now you just do a direction of investment from your IRA to your LLC, but you will need a bank account for that money to go to. So you go set it up with the bank and say your IRA is going to – well, actually, you don't have to have a bank account. You could uh, have your IRA send you a check for a 1000 or whatever it is made out to your LLC and then have that in your hand when you go to the bank and open the account. Make sense? Yeah, the IRA send me a check to my LLC. You mean to the IRA, the self-directed IRA LLC? Correct. Okay, that is correct. Okay, we go to closing with that. And that will open your bank account. Now, you need to open your bank account for your LLC, then have your LLC write a check to go to closing. Right, okay. All right, I think I understand that. Um, How much money are you going to need to purchase this property? Forty-two-five, forty-two thousand. Okay. Well, then uh, what I would want to see is $1,000 invested in the LLC to open it and then $43,000 loaned to the LLC. Loaned to the LLC from, from, from the IRA. IRA. And I think your administrator is probably – you need to get with your CPA on that one. Um, in this case, it's all non-taxable, so I don't know that it really even matters. What, what, what I was trying to steer you away from was um, many people make the mistake of funding their LLC with a large amount of money, and now when they take that back, it's a taxable event. Whereas if you loan the money to the LLC, now you're just getting the loan paid back and there's no tax consequences. But since oh, okay. you're doing this in your IRA, it's irrelevant. Oh, yeah, okay, I see. Okay, so, yeah, to do this deal either within – the um, self-directed IRA, or if a person needed cash flow outside, still take it within a, um, still take ownership title within the land trust. You buy every house you buy for the rest of your life. I don't care who the beneficial interest is. You take it in the land trust. Right. Yeah, I understand that. But if a person needs cash flow, yeah, you don't do it in your your IRA. Correct. Time, yeah. Okay. And so this particular house that I bought that. Um, it needs a, a roof, 
I do already have a family interested in it, and this guy happens to be a contractor. It's we'll sell of, it as is. Yeah, as is, and maybe even work for equity or just Well, as it's got to be work for equity if it needs that work. Right, work for equity. So um, discount the price a little bit and put them in there on a lease purchase, as is, where is, and give them a year to close. Okay, and I, I had submitted an Ask Ron question. It hasn't been asked yet, but it has to do with this one. Um, Minnesota, I think, is better for contract for deed because you can uh, you can foreclose a lot quicker than... Uh, and you can evict? Evict, so, uh, yeah. So be it. Your recommendation be to do it in the um, contract? Yeah. Yeah. After you have your attorney confirm that, I'm not your attorney, I don't know. But okay. if that's true, sure. Okay, and then the other question was, in your CYA letters, the difference between um, lease option and a contract for deed. What what changes to those CYA? They have nothing to do with each other. A lease option means I'm leasing you my house with an option to buy. I still own it. If I sell it to you with a contract for deed, you own it. Ownership transfers. Okay. Even though the deed stays in my name, you still legally own that house on a contract for deed. Okay. Okay, I'm following that. So then the um, there's really not the seller's acknowledgement letter or the buyer's acknowledgement checklist in that situation. There should be, though, shouldn't there be still? Uh, what do you got in mind? You, you've been to my boot camp? Yeah. Go to my boot camp manual. Everything you need is right there. I know, but that that, that pertains to the lease options, the one that you... Um, no, you know, it contains you the both. Act, you're, you're signing your contract, and then the other one is, of course, if you're sandwiching it, but my question is what kind of different language might there be if it's a contract for deed and not an axe contract for deed or uh, an axe lease option? The contract for deed is going to be written by your attorney. Right, and I have kind of uniform conveyance, um, Minnesota uniform conveyance contracts and forms that I would use, but wouldn't I still have to add a couple of those um, here's here's just some, here's some point. First of all, you want a late penalty in there as high as your state will allow. Second, you want to um, make sure that you get the, uh, get them to sign off on it personally. Even though in a contract for deed, you can't go after them for a judgment for a personal liability. You can still screw up their credit if they don't pay. Uh, and also, you want um, a um, you want to do well. Let's see, contract for deed. Yeah. Your attorney knows the right language to put in there. There's really not much you need to be concerned about. Just the late penalty they won't add unless you tell them to add it. Okay, and you said about signing personally. What was that again? You want to make sure they they sign it personally and not in some entity's name. Oh, okay, not in an entity name. All right. Mm-hmm. All right, okay. i got to go. i got other people waiting here. Yeah, uh, okay. Will you come back uh, with me for a property information sheet? Uh, nah, you're going to have to get, uh, wait till I get these other ones done here, and then if we got plenty of time, be glad to. Okay, thank you. I'll All see right. you back in. Thanks. All right, Rashawn, who's okay, waiting? Okay, our next question comes from Glenn. Glenn, please go ahead. Okay, where are you from, Glenn? Hey, Ron. Hi, Ron. I'm in Seattle, Washington. I'm coming to your boot camp in November. Okay, good. Okay. Uh, so one thing you said was don't use uh, uh title company to close, get an attorney. So we met with attorneys today, and they brought up a few questions that they said that we should have uh, cleared up. What I said right. was you need an attorney representing you anytime, anyway, 
and right. the title company in many states cannot close unless you buy title insurance. And the only time I buy title insurance is when I'm paying cash for a house. Okay. All right, so uh, when an attorney is uh, representing us, we have one. And um, when we have buyers and sellers sitting in their office signing documents, they make it very clear that they are representing us and they encourage other people to get their own uh, representation. But one thing that they said is, um, I think you mentioned that why wouldn't you want to have an attorney because the buyer is paying for it anyway? Uh, yeah. If you can clarify, in many, you can most clarify cases, that. Yeah. When I put a lease option tenant buyer in a house, they pay the attorney's fee. When yeah, I and our attorney was a little uh, sketchy on that because they say if, if uh, the buyer is paying them, then it can be misconstrued as the buyer oh, really? paying for representation. Well, go ask your attorney this. Okay. Uh, ask him this. How come when I closed the mortgage on my house, I paid an attorney's fee, yet the attorney was representing the lender? Okay, can you say that again? When you close the mortgage on your house, mm-hmm. did you pay an attorney's fee? I, I've never bought a house, so I don't know. Okay, well, the answer would be yes. Okay. But I can assure you that attorney wouldn't represent you. Okay. Your attorney can charge whoever he wants to charge as long as he discloses who he's representing. Got it. No big deal. Okay. And he knows it. And if it becomes too big a pain in the ass, you better get another one. Got it. Okay. Okay, another thing that he was asking, um, he says that uh, Washington taxes gross receipts, not profits. And he says that if I'm doing the sandwich lease, that might come up. I don't know, so I wanted to ask you if that was an issue. <laughs> I don't think he does either because title isn't transferred. <laughs> There's no okay. taxes when title isn't transferred. I got a feeling you you're going to be doing some shopping. Okay, got it. Okay, you need to get yourself a real estate attorney now. Are you a member okay, of REAPS? So, yes. Huh? Yes. I think you better be doing a little bit of asking around there in REAPS. Got it. Okay, so real estate. I guess following in the same line is he was wondering if there was going to be a double excise tax, but it's probably the same thing, so the answer is no. When title transfers. Got it. So there's only one. Only what? What? Oh, only one. Just as um, this, this, with a previous Every question. time title transfers, you're going to pay excise tax. Okay. The question is, who's paying it? Okay. And that and, um, makes no difference whether you're Washington or any other state. They just call it okay. excise tax there. Here we call okay. it dock stamps. Some places a transfer tax. Got it. Okay. Any whatever you call it, it's money. <laughs> so, so basically, I just need to find someone else who's a real estate attorney, not someone who's Yeah, you need to quit worrying about getting all these questions answered and start focusing more on getting a deal done, and these answers will come to you as you go through these deals. If you're coming to the boot camp, I'll, I'll take care of that for you, and, and I'll make sure that um, your Washington interests are well represented. And okay, perfect. I'll tell you right now, you got everything you need there as far as contacts right there in your REAPS group. Okay, perfect. Thank you. All right. Thank you. You're welcome. Rashawn? Okay. Our next question comes from Scott. Scott, please go ahead. Scott, from where? Lynchburg, Virginia. Hey, okay. What can I do for you, Scott? Uh, By the way, I attended the Baltimore event back in August Uh and uh, have been trying to get something off the ground here. 
Uh, I sent you a property information sheet kind of late, so I don't know if you got it. I did not, Scott, but we can okay. do you give me the numbers as I request them. All righty. What's the ARV? Uh, we, I think it's between 170 and 250 because of the date that they were sold, and but the square footage Scott, is similar. We got to get a whole, whole lot closer than that. Okay. What's, well, your, what's your best? What do you think it is? I'm going with around 200. Okay. And what is he asking? Asking price is 185. Okay. And what's the seller price? asking. Okay, okay. The loan amount is 173. Okay. The seller's asking. Uh, 185 is what the seller is asking. The estimated seller's value, the seller's estimated value is 198. And he says because that's his tax bill. However, I went to the county website and the last assessment in 2011 is 183.7. So I've got to narrow that down a little bit better. All right, we're here. The first thing you should be asking your seller is will you sell the house for what you owe on it? He won't. He wants to move back to Florida, and he needs $10,000 down okay. to uh, right, make well, that move. You're not going to write him a check for the 10000 Right. Unless you could substantiate that the, the value is way more than 200 So what you can do, though, are you talking to him about a lease purchase? Yes. He said... He said, "I'd like he, I'd like to get ten thousand cash and have you take over my payments, and his payment is six hundred and fifteen bucks a month." Okay, well, now, that's good. That's a very low payment. Is that? Well, I did rental meter for that area, and seven seventy five is the peak that it recommends. No, Anything no. higher than that? Is... I don't care. I don't believe it. Not on a two hundred thousand dollar house. Okay. I need to do some more homework there, because I can assure you, you're going to be closer to twelve hundred than seven hundred. Well, this is in the mountainous area in Covington, Virginia, uh, near a paper mill. It's above the paper mill, but it is the more affluent neighborhood up there where the doctors and lawyers and Indian chiefs live. Huh. And um, so, so you, but I, you, you know, I, for me, huh? uh, yeah. Okay. All right. Well, listen, it comes down to this. I don't care if the guy wants for 10 grand or not. You could offer him five grand and take over his debt if you want to, but then you better be asking yourself, should I write a check for $5,000 plus closing costs and buy this house unsure of even what the rent is or really even what the value is? However, mm -hmm. you can put it under contract and then do a lot more homework. You know, worst case, you can always get it appraised. It's only going to cost you three or 400 bucks to get it right. appraised and um, do a lot more homework on what you think it's uh, going to rent for by actually doing more than just going on rent-a-meter. Rentometer is just a barometer, right? You know, and that's all it is. And there's a lot of factors that have to be taken in consideration. But a, a realtor in that, why don't you call up a couple of realtors in that area and pretend like you're the owner and see what they put uh, put a tenant in there for? Mm -hmm. Now there's a couple of small caveats. I, I got this house because I'm I've got the VA service, but I ran a We Buy Houses ad on Craigslist, uh -huh. and he called me, but it's two hours from where I live. And well, that is a, an issue until you get boots on the ground there, but all you need is somebody to show it. 
Well, they're going to live in it until the first of the year. I was going to have them show it, but I want to go up there and look at this house because there's a couple of pictures that were taken a couple of years ago, and there's, you know, it's a little trashy all around the perimeter, but it looks like a nice house. Well, if it was me, I'd send the guy a purchase and sale agreement once you had an oral agreement and get it signed. Then I'd truck my butt up there. A purchase and sale to try to get the deed? No, I want a contract on the property with an agreement before I go trucking up to look at it. And then if you don't like what you see, you can just always tear up or change the contract. Whereas, if you get up in your car and go driving two hours and you don't have anything but hot air coming out of the guy's mouth, you're probably just making a four-hour or a four-hour trip for nothing. Mm-hmm. I want commitment on their side, and I want an oral agreement before I even go. And All right. I'm well, right now, I, I wouldn't give the guy more than five grand absolute max and pay his closing cost. And with a $615 payment, I wouldn't be too afraid of that. But that's your decision. So I just call well, this, I can tell you right now, based on the comps I'm looking at and my knowledge of your area, that I couldn't go more than five grand and pay your closing cost. Uh, and, uh, I, and that's the best I'm going to be able to do. So should I truck up there or not? Mm-hmm. Well, this is the other thing. I ran a generic rent-to-own ad just to see what was in the area, and I got a call from a lady who was a nurse who has friends in that neighborhood. I didn't give her the address, of course, but uh-huh. uh, she's, they said her husband, well, they got about an eight, uh, close to a $90,000 a year income. Of course, this is all just talk, but they could handle, you know, as a thousand dollar a month payment, for example. But this is the thing. My exit was thinking. I checked USDA's website. That is an eligible area, oh, and their their credit score is in the high fives, like five eighty. And I think I need a six twenty to get them financed through a hundred percent loan. Well, I was thinking be, that can be fixed in a few months. Well, that's what I told her, and I was thinking the exit would be to cash out of this property. And just be done with it and try to make ten grand on it and let it go. Well, again, I want you to do more homework on what it's really worth, what it uh, really rent for if she doesn't go in it, and, of course, what's around it. So I want you to get on the telephone with a seller and make make them know, look, I, I, if I come all the way up there, I can tell you with what I see, I can't give you ten grand. I'll tell you what I can mm-hmm. give you before I leave, but it ain't going to be ten grand. I pretty much told him that on the phone, huh? too, yeah. I pretty much told him that. I said, it's going to be difficult for me to give you that much cash. Then get on the but, phone, make the appointment, go, go. If you want to go, go, but go with contract in hand and make damn sure that they're ready to sign a contract if you come to terms while he's there or while you're there. And you're and you're saying use a purchase and sale agreement well, versus the lease option? Well, are you going to house or are you going to lease it? Well, I don't think he's going to sell it to me with you know with by giving me the deed you just, just told me he would take ten thousand dollars and let you take over his payments that's right but he well okay well i don't know that he wants to transfer the deed i didn't really ask him we sell it for what you owe uh yeah, i, I should have because said you did you said he wanted 10 grand well, no, he just said i, I want ten thousand dollars i asked him i said do you want to do like a lease purchase and, uh, oh, you're, you're, you're opening your big mouth and making a big mess. Listen okay. to me and get this, and I cannot believe that you do not know this if you spend four days with me. 
you better get back. And this time, pay more attention, man, because I know you heard me tell you at least five times, we don't give people money when we lease option their houses. I know. We only give them money when we buy their houses. So he's okay. got to make a decision. If he wants money, it's a sale. Case closed. Done. No sale. No money. Okay. And that's done on the telephone. Very simple telephone conversation. I can buy it by taking over your debt. I can't give you ten grand. Don't know until I get what I can give you. Do you want me to come look? That's all you got to do. If he says yes, go. If he says no, don't. Okay. Uh, and if the house was built in '48. Is there any concerns about asbestos or anything like that? About any of that crap. Okay. All right. And one other thing, uh, furnished about 150 leads with no uh, prospect in the Charlotte market. Most of the uh, sellers who were willing to do lease options are a bunch of investors who basically want $20,000 down, and then they'll be glad to lease option their property. Here somewhere. Yeah, just wondering what you could, what you would suggest to try to get some better leads there. Where are you getting them from now? Uh, Zillow and Craigslist. Right, all online. Yeah. Okay, and what did I tell you to do to get quality leads? Drive around. I said I said you need to get people to send you the FISBO signs, correct? They're the best quality leads there are, FISBO signs in front of the houses. And then I said you should run some ads to get people to call you because they're way more motivated than people that throw ads up on, on, on a website. And Doing then, that. And then when all that else fails, you use the yellow letters. But if you do those two things, you won't need yellow letters. Okay. And and then the, the ones that are advertising online, I can tell you right now, if you've got 150 leads, it's absolutely impossible to get 150 leads and not have deals in it. So you've got deals right there on your desk. You just have failed to see them yet. Okay. And, and when you tell me, uh, they're all investors. You know I ain't going to buy that. Well, no. Well, some some are individuals, but, you know, they're just not. You've got money totally sitting saved. right there in the pile. you just got to get a little bit better at um, uh, finding okay. ones that you should talk to. And I suspect that you're probably not using my scripts to call them, which is a deadly mistake. Because if you well, the VA the is calling them. The uh, most but then you got to call them after you get the property information sheet, don't you? Yeah, but we're only we're not getting that many, but that's that's no story. But anyway, I I understand. You're not getting that many. What you just told me, you got 150. No, we submitted 150 suspects. Oh, okay. And then how many of those actually got property information sheet on? Um, less than 20. <clears throat> okay. And what have you done with those 20? Uh, made calls, weeded them out, and so forth. And uh, using my scripts to call those twenty. Yes. Okay. And are you getting a hold of all twenty of them? Yes. Okay. And, and some you... some are on the fence, but they you know one they they want some big deposits and or one spouse is not totally comfortable with it, you know that kind of thing. Yeah, well, you're always going to get some of that. Yeah. But uh, even out of 20, you should have a deal or two. 
Well, we'll we'll take a look at them all and maybe go over some more again, and uh, maybe something will come out of that. People people change their mind, like you said, time and circumstances. Give them another payment or two. All right. All right. Let me see who else I can get on this call here tonight. I still got some sheets I haven't discussed with anybody. So, all right. Come see me again in the boot camp. It'll mean a lot more to you the second time than did the first one. It's free to you, so. Okay, I will. Thank you. Make a date to come see me. Okay, Rashawn, who's next? Okay, next on the line we have Deandra. Deandra, please go ahead. Deandra, where are you from? How you doing, Mr. Ron? I'm from Wilmington, Delaware. Yes, sir. Uh, yeah, I, I'm. You know, first of all, uh, thank you for taking this call. Um, I was actually uh, referred to the Gold Club, and I signed up. Um, interested. I ordered your packet and um, getting some good stuff out of there. But I, I just got a, I got, I got a couple questions, man. And you know, be mindful. I'm new at this. I'm like really, really new. So, you know, I don't want to seem like I ask a question that just sounds crazy to you. Alright. Um, I'm looking through the I am looking through this packet and I first of all I see the um I'm I, I wondering wholesaling or should I go pretty house like what would be better to start off with? Your lessons say wholesale, but then I talked to a guy that called our phone and he said pretty sale would be the way and I'm not I'm kinda like not sure. And and then I got a um I got another question too. Um the assignment page. Um once I speak with, uh, once I like, okay, if I buy the property, if I buy property, you got a page in here on page sixty of the wholesaling book. It's called assignment. Um, I'm, I was assuming that um, I would ha- I would fill this out to the person that wants to buy the property off of me if I'm doing the wholesale wise. But then when I got on the line, when I got into the call. I heard something say you shouldn't do assignment, so it's kind of kind of threw me off. No, 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 no. I was talking about uh, pretty house deals where I'm assigning a lease purchase agreement to an owner-occupied couple going into the house. Uh, Okay. That's totally different than what you're talking about. I got no problem at all with you signing uh, all cash deals, assigning them. Okay. So, so the page sixty of this wholesaling, that's what I should be getting. That's what I should be signing up first. All right. First of all. are you going to buy bank-owned properties? Yes. Okay. That's, that's, you got a thousand dollar deposit. Yes. That's what it's going to. But take. I haven't, I haven't, I haven't did um, IRA or nothing like that. Um, I worry about all of that. Right? Gonna... You get a check. Okay. So wholesaling is okay. not, you know, wholesaling is just a matter of uh, getting an offer accepted. But you really need to have a lot more training on what to offer on them, or you're going to go to a thousand dollar seminar probably. Because if you pay too much for them, you're not going to get it sold, and you're going to lose you a thousand bucks. Okay. Well, I I, I, just, I was listening to your case, and I know you were saying um, don't pay more than the Mayo, which is seventy percent minus the repair costs and stuff like that. I didn't. Um, I, what I said was don't pay Mayo. Don't pay Mayo. Yeah. Right. All right. Um, I said. Okay. So, so if I'm right, if, if I'm right, um, I would. Buy the property, um, do the Craigslist thing, get my buyers, and then once I find a buyer, I have them fill out this assignment page that you have. Well, you fill it out. Well, well, yeah, that I mean. You fill it out. You email it to them. They sign it, send it back with a deposit, and the rest is done by your closing agent. 
That's it. Right. You know, you right. can also you can also find um, cheap uh, all cash properties from Fizbo's as well. You okay. That? You see, that? you go to the red course, you'll see the ant farm in there. Whole uh, lot yeah. Whole lot easier to deal with if you're dealing with Fizbo's, and you only need okay. a ten dollar deposit. Okay. Uh, I got I got another um, question too. Are you gonna have to um, have, out of time? I will, man. I promise. I got a friend. He has a property that he's just been working on. Uh, his his parents, his great his grandparents died a while back, and he's just been working on his property for like three years. It's not done. The R in in the location that he's working on is like 160. He don't owe no money on the house, but he's not doing nothing with it. But he he uh, doesn't he he acting like he doesn't know what to do with. It. How would you approach him? Like how would you yes. approach a situation like I'd that? Approaching this way. Do you want to sell a house? Yes. What's the least you could take? Yes. Is that the best you can do? Yeah. And get it down to this bottom rock bottom price. And then if if you think you could uh, put it under contract and flip it for more than that, then that's that's your first wholesale deal. Uh, and use and use the assignment page with that. No, or what about the assignment page? You got to get it under contract to buy first. <laughs> Means you got to get somebody to tell you what they'll take, and then get it under contract, which is right there. Well, of course you got. Yeah. All right. All right. So, all right. I don't want. All right. I'll, I'll go ahead. I'll wait till next month to because I don't want to try. I don't want to be asking stupid questions. But I'm trying to find the, the contract. Would it be buying the jump the, the all cash buying the junkers contract? Is that the one that I'm? It's perfect. It's discuss? clearly labeled in that course all cash purchase. Right. That's what I'm at. Okay. I just wanted to make sure I was on the right page. Okay. That's the one you're going to use if it's a FISBO now. If it's a bank-owned property, the realtor's going to sign it up on their contract. Gotcha. 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 Hey. Mr. Ron, thanks a lot. Come see me, um, man. Yeah. yeah. No, listen, remember this name because I'm going to be your, your next best student. I promise. All right. <laughs> All right. Take it easy, man. Okay. Rajon, do you have a Kenneth Henderson on the phone or a uh, Daryl Anderson by any chance? I have a Daryl. You do. He's well, actually next. <laughs> well, good. How about that? Okay. Daryl, please go ahead. Hi, Ron. Hi, uh, Daryl. We are in Washington, right? Well, yes and no. Yeah, one in Washington <laughs> and one in Florida. How do you do that? Man? I am in Brandon, Florida. Okay. I am about as green as they come. I was invited to go to your uh, summit here recently in Orlando. Because my partner, Ron Thompson, was going to be out of the country and asked me to, at the last minute, as I was the day before uh, the company I was working for was closing down, he asked me to partner with him. And he says, let's get into this real estate deal um, and said, I've paid for everything this weekend. Go. So I went. And I started doing some stuff here and I've got a couple of lead property sheets. And hardly know what questions to ask, but I just I'm one of those that kind of get out there and, and doing it. Did you register for the boot camp while you were there? I did not. Uh, financially, couldn't. Uh, he does have many of your manuals. He's been involved with you for 14 years, I think it is. <laughs> Has spent a lot of money. 
It's not him and I'm on the phone talking to right now. Exactly. So, so I have been going through the material, been watching all the videos on your Goals Club. All right. Well, what question do you have for me tonight? Because I'm looking at well, the sheet you sent me. And there's two leeches. Let's go to the uh, the the one in uh, in Washington is a uh, former youth pastor of myself in the 60s. Okay. Haven't talked to him in years, but I saw that he had his house for sale and been trying to sell it for years on uh, Facebook. Let's, let's bring our listeners up to date here. There's 173,000 owed on it, and he's only asking 200. And Correct. Payment's 1120, and that's BITI, which is very good. However. Correct. He says, no, he will not lease purchase. Because he talked to his kids about it after I mentioned it to him, and they said, no, you don't want to do that. Well, he, uh, what the first thing I'd ask him is, will you sell for what you owe on it? If he only owes 173 he's asking 200 If he comes back and says, no, then I, well, what's the least you could take for your equity if I took over your debt and, and made your payments until we get it cashed out? Okay. Um uh, that's kind of where I was headed. I'm, I'm, I didn't finish with them because I didn't have all the resources to finish, but I think they're still open to it. Well, um, the only way you're so, going to buy the man's property is to take over his debt. And right. You're either going to do that to just take it over subject to, or you're going to buy it on a wraparound or an all-inclusive trust deed or whatever to use in Washington, I do not remember. Okay. For the same amount that he owes. All right. And, in fact, uh, it won't be this week, but next week on the Gold Club uh, Lesson of the Week, I'll show you how I did that exact same thing on a house here in Jacksonville and showed you the difference between a subject to and a wrap and why you may want to use a wrap many times rather than just take a subject to. So okay. So that not this Friday, but next Friday, I think. All right. Very well, that's good. all you can do on that one. you got to find out. What's the least he could take for cash if you want it? You didn't tell me the ARV one there, though, so I really don't even know what position you're in there on that. The ARV is, they're real close to that, but they have had it. They just can't sell it for whatever reason. I think the comps uh, that I've checked out are in the 220s area, 230s. There you go. So You've got quite a bit of equity in it. Yes, and, but he doesn't. Because I, I tried to explain to them that they had a realtor sell that after closing costs and commissions. They don't have any cash in there anyway. He's still got the equity in it. It's just it's going to go away for him to get a cash sale. So exactly. Anyway, to make a long story short, you need to find yep. out if he, if he will just let you take over the debt. And right. Maybe you give him a little bit of money. Exactly. That's where I was headed. Appreciate it. Okay. If he won't do that, then the only other option is to lease option it from him. Okay. All right. What about the Florida house? It looks like it's the Florida house. Not too far from me. The, uh, the it's a nice house. He, the old lady has already moved. This I, is care. Friend. I, I care about the numbers first. We got a hundred forty thousand dollar loan with a hundred eighty three asking price, and an ARV I cannot possibly make out. What's the ARV? Uh, the ARV is about one hundred eighty five. So it's what exactly what they're asking. Yes. Okay. I think you. I haven't. I haven't seen the inside of the house yet. The kicker is he's put twenty-five thousand dollars of uh, cash into it as a GC, trying to get it ready to sell, uh -huh. and he wants that. And then he and this lady will split the difference. Daryl, you can't help him. That's what I figured. 
He's asking <laughs> he's asking for you to bail him out of his stupid mistake. Exactly. So pass on it. All right. That's what I figured. Uh, one other quick question. I'm trying to set up an LLC, and Ron and I were trying to do that together, but found out through an attorney that uh, when if we were to partner together under an LLC, that that then would constitute a need for a license as uh, a license to, to sell real estate because one is serving the other. <laughs> have, have you heard that before? No. What state are you talking about? Right here in Florida. Oh, God. I love it. Uh, if you are both part owner in that property, you do not need a license to do your own properties. Okay. All right. I get a different attorney. If you both own the LLC, you both can buy and sell and do whatever you want to do with your own properties. Excellent. And that makes it a lot easier. I can tell you I've examined that law upside down, sideways, and backwards. I figured you have. That's why I wanted to ask. Now, if um, if you don't own that LLC and then and you're doing it as an employee, you do need a license. No, we plan on owning it and splitting everything. Okay. Well, I would not worry about the license thing. Okay, excellent. All right. I thank you very much. Appreciate your time. Rashawn, do you have a Kenneth Henderson by any chance? Um, I have no Kenneth. Okay. Who's next? Our next question comes from Shanley. Shanley, please go ahead. Hey, Ron, it's Sharon Lee from Minnesota. I wanted to ask you about the paper power thing. I'd love to go, but I have a... Uh, Mackin Car Worldwide Seminar exactly the same time, so I'm wondering if it's a, if you're going to simulcast it. No. Uh, and you're not going to put out, there's no way to get any CDs or DVDs uh, or anything? Any. I don't know. Yeah. Maybe, we, maybe we'll record it. In fact, we have discussed that because it, it is only going to take place once a year. Yeah, I know. I really want to go. I've done, I've taken Eddie Speed's thing, but yours is different, and you have a lot more, you're more out of the box on some of the possibilities. You, you, know, I never, you should know by now there's nobody out there like me. I know, Ron, dearest Ron. And thank you. I wanted to give you an absolute thank you because I finally sold my $400,000 property, and I made 20000 on it. No way. Okay. Yes, Yahweh, <laughs> or Yahweh. <laughs> so thank you for that. And But I do want to ask, when is it, because I've been doing it, I'm not, I've, I've been doing it with assignments. And to tell you the truth, because I never know what my exit strategy is when I get in, right. I don't sign anybody up. I put them on those letters of intention that you don't use anymore. And then when I go to close, then I do, um, I do the um, the one with the table of contents for the buyer, tenant buyer, and, and then I assign the that back. Wait a minute. Are you telling me that you are selling properties that you don't have under contract to buy? I have, yes. I, I have letters of intentions that they I sign. To, I don't want to hear that. Oh, well. So I really should, once I know what I'm going to do with it, I should sure. really go back and get them to actually sign the one with the table of contents? Oh, no, will you listen to me? I'm listening. If you just have an LOI, you do not have a contract. And if you do not have a contract, you have no right to go sell that house and find a buyer plug in there with a license. Well, I won't tell you that then. Okay, well, so what do I do? Well, nothing now. 
on those deals. Well, yeah, I know nothing now, and everybody because they all released me you know, with your wonderful documents. Doesn't matter. The state hasn't. Ah. In the future, you get an agreement to either buy or at least purchase that property before you go looking for that buyer. So you need. Okay, to- but which one? When I'm not sure which way to go. You mean you don't know whether you're going to lease it or buy it yet? Right, because there's lots of people that call up and say they want to purchase. Well, the strongest agreement you can get is purchase and sale agreement. Remember, it doesn't really matter. Whatever you get, you can always go back and change if you have to once you find the buyer. Ah. Better have an agreement to buy or option that property before you go hunting up a buyer. Okay. It scares the living daylight out from the, the lease purchase agreement. Well, then do a purchase and sale agreement. Oh, okay. Just a regular purchase and sale agreement. Yeah, as long as they're willing to sell, not lease. And the only way they can sell is either let you take over the debt subject to or sell to you with owner financing. Right. All right. I'll clean up my act. Okay. <laughs> Thanks a lot, Ron. Right. Make and sure please, you're... please, please do the power. Please, right. please record it. Do. You make sure that you turn into my tune into my terms thing on November the fifteenth and sixteenth. You're gonna find a whole lot of stuff. Uh, that is different. Oh, really? Okay. Right November 14th and 15th? No, 15 and 16. 15 and 16. That is a Saturday and Sunday, so I'm going to suck up the whole weekend. Sunday. Yeah, but it's cold here, and I don't care what she says. 50 <laughs> degrees is darn cold. <laughs> <laughs> It'll be very worse than that by November. So. Oh, please. Yes, I'll already be stuck in my house. <laughs> All right, November 15th, 16th. Absolutely, yeah. because... Thank you so much. Okay, huh? All right. Bye. Bye. Rashawn, how many we got left? Uh, it's looking like we got about six people left. Oh, my God. Don't take any more. All okay. right. I'm going to take these six, and then we're going to be uh, done tonight. And, uh, of course, I'm going to have to collect extra for overtime, guys. So look for a bill in the mail. All right. What do we got, Rashawn? Okay, our next question comes from Keith. Keith, please go ahead. Keith, where are you from? How are you doing? Uh, this is Keith. I'm calling from Orlando, Florida. Okay, what can I help you with? I had a few questions. I'm very new. I actually just followed your Ron's dollar deal about two days ago. I've been up about oh, 40 of the 48 hours okay. just studying all of the information that you've given me because Myself and partner have been struggling trying to do our wholesale business, and right. I figured I was doing something wrong, so I wanted to get with Most someone likely. that's actually doing something right and ask some questions. It's really hard to find someone who's actually doing it and willing to answer some questions. So thank you for that. Yeah. Uh, and, all right, well, let's get to your questions. Okay. And, and now the, we need to get to my boot camp here in um, Jacksonville in December. Okay. I will definitely looking, also, looking forward to doing that. Also, that November the 15th and the 16th thing. You're right. I wrote that down for the time okay. seminar. All right. Fire All right. Up. Now, I have a few questions. The first one is um, I, I was studying the information about the subject to uh, with the, the lease option, and uh, I heard you say that we do have to pay for the closing costs. And being brand new and uh, being unemployed at this time, I can't afford to pay the closing costs. Well, then put it under but, contract and sell it to somebody else or partner with somebody who can put up the money. Okay. Or, I mean, the easiest thing to do is sell it and let the buyer bring in the money and then flip out of it. Right. That's what I was going to ask you. The question uh, th- that I had was basically, how do I market to basically so I can have the buyer bring the money and I can just get out? Depends on whether the house is vacant or occupied. If it's vacant and you get access to it, it's a lot easier. If it's occupied, okay. it's going to be a lot tougher. However, 
Uh, a lot of the deals we do nowadays, we make it real clear to the seller we're not going to close till we find the buyer. And if that's the case, seller's got their head in it. And 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 um, if that applies to the deal you're doing, then that's the way you want to do it. And that and that's speaking toward the three month period uh, that you give yourself basically before you have to assume making the payments, correct? No, you don't ever have to make any payments. I don't want you to make any payments unless you right. take on that obligation because you're willing to stay in the deal. Under no circumstances do you make the promise to the seller that you're going to close and make the payments if that is not your intention. Okay. Just tell the seller what your intentions truly are. I'm okay. going to go into the marketplace and find a buyer. I'm going to get paid from the difference between what I can get from them and what i got to pay you down. And okay. If you like them, we'll close. Okay. And my uh, next question is, I've been getting uh, a lot of real estate brokers who have access to HUD properties. I was wanting lease option on HUD properties. They're <laughs> available to all brokers, and they got to go through a period of time where owner occupants bid on them before you even get to them. And honestly, they're mm, generally not that great of prospects anyway. The owner occupants pay may, way more than we'll pay. Okay, perfect. And there's also, I just had a lead that I, I feel as though I let like a deal go, so I just wanted to ask you about it. Um, it's a house that has. 1,700 square feet, 3-2, lakefront. Um, they're asking 214. They own it free and clear. The websites are estimating it at 202. Um, they told me uh, that they'll take, the lease they'll take is 190. And uh, I was still trying to do a wholesale type they of thing, so I had terms. offered 150. No, they did not. Well, they won't give you terms. You're done. Okay. Wasting your time. They're not going to take 150 and if, uh, or 190. If they if you put on contract for 190, you ain't going to sell it, and make okay. any money. That's not a wholesale deal. Correct. And they're not going to do it for 150. So you're wasting your breath <clears throat> because of your lack of training. You're barking up the wrong tree and okay. just chasing dead ends. Okay. Okay. All right. All right. Let me get some well, of these other folks. Thank on. you very much, Ron. You're welcome. Hope to see you soon. All right. Definitely. Rashawn. Okay, our next question comes from Jason. Jason, please go ahead. Jason from where? Jason? Calling Jason. Rashawn, we lost Jason. Okay, our next question comes from Lee. Lee, please go ahead. Lee from where? Lee from Long Beach, California. Oh, the other side of the world. Okay. Yeah. What's on your mind tonight? Uh, I just got about three three quick questions. I know everybody okay. say that they're gonna be quick and then they they, they be long. That's right. <laughs> but uh, mine is um, say for instance when you receive the assignment fee, right? Uh, is then the tenant buyer wants to purchase the property later on, right? Is that considered a down nope. payment on the property? Nope. It is not, uh, and that was the. Subject of the lesson that will be on Friday's Gold Club, uh, Friday's uh, online Gold Club. Are you a Gold Club member? Yes. Well, you have to be here. We wouldn't be talking right now, would we? Yeah, yeah. All right, well, look for your Friday email. I covered that very well in uh, in that lesson. Okay, now the second one as far as the LLCs, now you said that you can get them for about $100. Here they cost about $100. No, they're $800 in your state, man. Eight hundred. Well, I got a. I've been told fourteen, but but well, it might have went up. But but I want to know: Can I get the hundred dollar deal from you if I live here? 
The what? Can I get the hundred dollar deal? One hundred dollar deal. I mean, you say that you can get uh, you can get the LLC for about a hundred dollars. No, I didn't. That's, I mean, that's, well, how much then? That's well, every state has got a different fee. Right, I got to do it in my state. I got you. And you happen to be now, one of the highest. Congratulations. Yeah, really. Yeah. Thank you. So as far as the, um, so I also have a, a pre prepaid legal. Would you uh-huh. recommend me using those attorneys to help me with different transactions because they do have real estate attorneys? Uh, you, you when you do a real estate transaction though, your buyer's got to come face to face with your attorney. Oh, okay. if you can pull that off where the attorney you're using is in your city, sure. Right. Okay, I got you. Okay. All right. Well, that's it, and I will be listening Friday. Thank you, Ron. You All right, are great. Sir. Thank you. Not listening, watching now. That's an, it's your email inbox. Our regular Gold Club Weekly Magazine. That's oh, that. That okay. just happens to be the lesson that's on it this week. Okay, Friday. Have you been okay, getting you. those? Yes. Yes. Okay. Well, then you know what I'm talking about. Okay. Well, hey, you are the greatest. Thank you, sir. You bet. Bye-bye. Rashawn. Okay, our next question comes from Lorena. Lorena, please go ahead. Lorena. Hello. Hi. Houston. Okay. What's on your mind tonight? Um, My question is, I did a mailing, and I did get some response, but I'm having difficulty transitioning from the idea that I'm not the one buying the house to uh, basically from they you know they think that I'm the one buying it. So how do I transition are, to? Are you buying it with a purchase and sale agreement now, not leasing it? No. Well, the intent is to do either lease purchase or owner finance. Well, you're in Texas now, Lorena. You right. The you signing the the lease. Okay, assigning is your only choice in Texas. Can you do purchase. an owner finance wrap here? Yes. Absolutely. That's what I push Texans to do is owner financing because now I'm not that bound by those lease option laws where I can't collect a non-refundable deposit if I don't own the house. Whereas if okay. I owner finance, I can collect all the down payment I want to collect. Plus, okay. plus, it's easier to convince sellers to owner finance to me in Texas because they know they'll get it back in 21 days Okay. in case of default. So, but I guess there's still... A- Hmm, okay. So what exactly was your question? Um, just that they start asking me, like, okay, so can you tell me a little bit about yourself? And just all these questions. Time that for you to break the ice and tell them, well, I'm not going to be living in it. I'm going to find a, a quality buyer that I would like in that I think can get us all cashed out in a year or two. Okay. I just got to yeah. say that. Okay. That's right. Um, now, my other question was – oh, two other two quick questions. If they say they have a realtor, that that's a dead deal, right? Uh, if it is listed. No, it's not listed, but they'll say, oh, well, I have to talk to my realtor. And Well, then I'd say, oh, well, is your house listed? And they'd say, well, no. Well, then, well, uh, you can talk to your realtor all you want, but I'm not going to pay a real estate commission. Are you? <laughs> okay. If you call your realtor, you're going to want a commission. Okay. Um, what's the other question? I can, uh, third question is you're training for the 15th. Uh, does that apply? Would that apply for me? Would that be beneficial to me? Being Most certainly. Texas? Most certainly. Okay. It's not just going to be on lease. It's going options. to be on owner financing uh-huh. and lease options, and it will be on sandwich leases. But I'll have some Texas exclusions. Anything that I do 
anything that I teach, you can do in Texas except sandwich leases. Can you okay. remember that? Right. Yes. But you. But I know they do. They assign the lease options out here. They can do that all day long. And 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 in your case, uh, you're probably going to have to continue doing that because okay. that's the only way you're going to make money on lease options, assuming you okay. don't own the property, is assigning the lease option in Texas. Okay. All right. That was all. Thank you. Okay. All right, Rashawn, where are we at? Okay, our next question comes from Ron. Ron, please go ahead. All right. Is Ron our last guest tonight? Um, No, we also have Polly Ann. Okay. All right. We'll take Ron and Polly Ann. Ron? Hey, Ron. It's, hey, Ron. It's Ron from California. I got one quick follow-up question to what you told the guy from Baltimore. Okay. Um, you told him to get bird dogs and ants to go around and find FISBO signs, and then you told him to play SATs uh, to get sellers to call him. Where would right. you? Where would? Where did you have in mind to do that? Craigslist and every uh, Craigslist, Zillow, Trulia, and every FISBO site that you think is active in your area, which you won't. And you can. You, honestly, and if you, you can. Put, if you put an ad on postlets.com, that in alone is going to get it on six or seven websites. And you can do that to buy houses. Do buying and selling. Perfect. That was my question. All Thank right. you. Okay. Rishon, our last question of the night is coming from. Okay, our last question for tonight is calling coming from Pollyann. Pollyann, please Polly go. Come on, Ron, Min Minnesota. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> well, there's a lot of Pollyanns, you know. Come on, give me a break. Yeah, right. Okay. All right, what's up? Okay, quick first question. What did you mean by you don't assign contracts to uh, owner-occupant buyers? Stay tuned to Friday and you'll see. Okay, then I'll go on to my lead uh, property information sheet. All Do right. you want to ask questions in your order first? Uh, no, you ask, I answer if I can. Oh, you told the other fellow you are going to ask the questions. Okay, my... That, oh, ask? I'm sorry, you have a property information sheet. Is that what you're asking? Yes. Oh, okay. Well, you know what I'm going to ask. What's your ARV? Okay. ARV is 320 to 330. Okay, and the um, asking? 310. And the loan? 300. And the and payment? And only a first. Payment? That's the problem. It's just under $2,500, and I, that's really high, I think. Well, I don't know, because that depends on the, you know whether your taxes are high or not and whether your public expects the payment to be high. It is, seems a little high, though, no doubt, but that doesn't mean there's not a market for it. Good news is the guy doesn't have any equity, and he's not asking hardly any money, and he'll probably sell for what he owes. Yes, he will sell for what he owes. Okay. Well, it's an ax deal. Why don't you just put it under contract and go see what the market will bring? Get him to agree to sell for what he owes, write it up for what he owes, and you can probably do that on a lease purchase to protect him. And then just go see, you know, go get a tenant buyer to come in here and give you ten grand. Okay, um, but again, instead of a lease option, lease purchase in Minnesota, contract for deed, that would be more like subject to because I would actually be buying and then I would have to write into the contract. Well, no. Why don't you write it up to buy it on a contract for deed for 300 Right. Under the same terms and conditions as his underlying loan? Yes. Which you'll see on Friday's session is the way you probably should do it. And then go offer it to the marketplace on a contract for deed. I'm telling you, Pauline, you a $300,000 house, I don't know, at least twenty grand. The only hurdle you got is that $2,500 payment. And I know there's some buyer out there that'll 
they'll uh, gladly pay that just because they can't qualify for a loan down the bank. Right. Okay. So um, I will watch on Fridays, lesson sessions, but on a contract for deed, then it would be more like a subject to where. No, it's not. No? No, I mean, not. I'm talking about a down payment. I know lease option. You don't pay anything if it's a lease option. You're not paying anything down to the seller on the contract for deed either. You're buying it for $300,000 okay. on what I would call a wraparound mortgage, and you're going to call it a contract for deed. Okay, good. In fact, I will... here's how you're going to do it. Okay. You're going to take the amortization schedule on your seller's loan. Got it? Hmm? He's got it in his file probably. You're going to, when you create the contract for deed, when your attorney creates the contract for deed, have him attach the amortization schedule on the seller's loan and put a little language right in the contract for deed. The terms of, of this contract for deed are the same as the attached note or attached amortization schedule. Now, when he records the contract for deed, he will record the ammo with it. And now, whatever principal and interest they they pay on their 300 is exactly what you're paying on your payment to them. Right, and as it's paid down, it's the same language then in your lease option that it's at the time of the balance at the time. No, 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 no. If you buy the property on a contract for deed, Pollyann, you own it. Therefore, every time you make a monthly payment, you automatically are paying down the debt. Okay, that's true, yeah. Okay. You get it? Yeah, I do. Thank you. Okay. Um, just make sure that when you write up, you can use my purchase and sale agreement. Are you familiar with it? Um, it's all in your manual and everything, but... Yes, but if you look up at the top, right under the line where you write in the address, you'll see the words warranty deed. Okay. Mark out the words warranty deed and right below it, contract for deed. Okay. And that's the only thing different that you'll do with that contract than any other contract. Because now you've told the attorney how you intend to buy it. And now you've got to go down to paragraph 2B and fill out the terms. And the easiest way to do that is, uh, let's say you owe 300000 just put down in 2B, just write right in there if you need to. Same terms as underlying loan. Got it? Yes, and just one last quick question. Um, yeah. Then don't I also write into that some um, wiggle room that I'm not intending to buy it unless I can no. sign my contract? No, don't you ever write that in a contract. Well, <laughs> that's what you have on your option no, no, one. That's why we change things and constantly upgrade, too, Pollyann. Don't you ever write that in your contract. Isn't that clearly stating that you're acting as a realtor without a license? But why you and like, I talked about this before? And that I, do, I don't want you to ever write in there that you don't intend to buy it until you sell it. You don't need to anyway. Oh, you know what? <laughs> I think your language goes something like this, that, what, uh, like 30 days after I find a buyer? Yeah, that's uh, totally different. That's when your payments start. Okay, that's the payment. Okay. And but but if you why don't you get yourself ninety days to close the contract for deed? If you and now now if you don't find a buyer within the ninety days, you simply don't close. Okay. Got it. Yeah. Okay. But you, you do need to tell your seller what you're up to now. Okay. I th I got it. Thank you. All right. Okay. All right. 
All right. Rashawn? Okay, there's currently no one in the queue. We've done our duty tonight, haven't we? Put in our <laughs> overtime, done our good deed for the day. Is that it? Yes, it is. <laughs> <laughs> okay. All right, well, everybody, thank you for tuning in and hanging out. Uh, Rashawn and I had a good time uh, on our call tonight, and I will see you. And remember, it's always the second Monday of the month at 7 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Uh, keep your eyeballs appealed for, are appealed for uh, upcoming events that we're doing. We're constantly working to provide you guys with the latest and the greatest information. So um, when we send it out to you, you know, give it strong consideration and, and um when we put these things together, if you really want to buy and sell houses, you're not going to get any better information anywhere on the planet. So set aside the time and do what you need to do to take advantage of this information while it's available to you. And don't forget to open your Friday newsletters every single Friday. You'll always find good content in those things. They're right there in your inbox. And, again, if you're uh, not a Gold Club member, go get on there, ronsgoldclub.com, best bargain you're ever going to get for $59 a month. With that said, I'll see you next time, and thank you, Rashawn.